Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Sports Huddle. Dave Mona, Sid Hartman, Mike Max. Pleased to be joined by one of our semi-regulars who covers all in the NHL, and that's Brian Lawton. Brian, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my pleasure, Mike. Always explain the the Wild as you see them. They had a nice five to one win. They lost four nothing. They won three in a row at home. Eric Stahl's playing better. Dubnik's out. I think most people would say I have no idea what to make of this team. Are you seeing any trend or anything that that that's a, a signature to their personality right now? Well, we're definitely seeing a trend that they're playing better. It was obviously a rough start to the season for them, but. It's a really good sign if they can, first off, learn again, like they have for so long, to win at home consistently. We've seen that the last three games, and that's a really positive sign for them. Last night they came to life at XL Energy Center. Now, when you got veterans like this and you're healthy, they've been healthy, they haven't had many injuries, do you just keep throwing them on the ice and try to find line combinations that work? What do you do when you're not getting what you think you would have coming into the season? Well, it's clearly the toughest part of Bruce Goodrow's job, right, Mike? How do you handle your guys that you know they know what to do? It's not a lifestyle issue. It's not a they haven't figured out the league issue. It's more of it's just not clicking. How do we hold them to an accountability level so that the rest of the group knows they've got to react as well? And that's a tough challenge. Bruce pretty much has been throwing these guys out there from the start. And it just took a little longer than I'm sure he would have liked. Uh, certainly the fans would have liked. It happens. It is an incredible challenge to get these guys to play early on in the season when they've done it so much and they know it's a marathon. Is their goaltending improved? Is that the big difference? Well, Alex Daylock, you know, He's such an interesting guy. I think he's an excellent goaltender. I don't feel like they've used him enough in the past, Sid, to ever really get the most out of him. They never know what they have in Alex until they absolutely need him. And then they find out that he's a very good goaltender. But from a macro standpoint, Sid, I really believe that Devin Dubnik at his age should not be playing more than 50, 53 games most. And you've got to see more time when you're using a guy like Staylock. It's happening because of injury right now. But I hope they stick with that, too, because I think that's in their best interest to, number one, hopefully get to the playoffs, and number two, have both guys ready to go because you need that in today's league. All right, we're talking to Brian Lawton. Brian, you brought up a point I was going to probe a little bit more. It seems like... If you look at the league and the history of the league, it's a situation very similar to this that sometimes leads to a slow transition of goaltenders. The leading goaltender was playing 80% of the games, gets injured, and the guy who's been around for a while, who's not really had an extended chance, gets in there, and all of a sudden there's a realization, hey, this guy's pretty good and in his prime. It just feels like this is one of those situations. Yeah, it really does, and sometimes it has to happen through injury. Um, 
But personally, for me, I hope it happens more this year just by planning. You know, you got to sit down. What, the, what we know about sports science now, Dave, there's just no way that these guys should be playing a number of games that they've played. I know Mark andre Fleury out in Vegas. He's a good friend of mine. He wants to play all 82 if he can. That's great, and you got to respect him for that. But the fact of the matter is that it's not good for the team long term. Uh, nobody has won the Cup, if you really go back the last four years or so. No goaltender has really gone the distance in the playoffs that's played more than 50, 55 games. So we know that to be true in terms of what it does to the players' bodies, but we also know it to be true in terms of who's winning in this league. If they need you, if they could improve, uh, what kind of player would they need? Do you need a defense man or offensive man? What do they need to be a better team? Well, in a perfect world, Sid, they do have a very good defensive core. But as you know, as well as anybody, Sid, it's not necessary. You don't get to just pick who you want. You got to take what the market will bear. There were some guys this summer that I thought uh, could have been good acquisitions. A guy like Marcus Johansson playing for the Buffalo Sabres in a second-line role. That one seemed like that one would have made sense for them at that time. Jake Gardner uh, is a defenseman. But I felt like overall there was more D that were available. And even though the Wild already had a good D and it might have felt counterintuitive, I still think you got to be prepared to add good players when you can, and you got to be prepared to wait until the players that you want or need come available. Offense, I believe, will be easier to add as you get closer to the trade deadline this year. Um, that doesn't do the Wild a lot of good right now in terms of fighting offensive players, so they've got to make do with what they have. And they have a lot of good young players. Uh, they have a lot of good veterans. It's just been a really slow start for them. You know, Alex Stalock, is he going to be the last guy that we see come through that's under six feet that plays uh, goalie with the trend that we see now? I think so, Mike. I mean, when you talk to the scouts and they're out looking at goaltenders, it obviously didn't used to be this way. You think of the great goaltenders that just played in Minnesota for the North Stars that weren't necessarily big men, John Casey, John Beaupre. Uh, the whole league was that way before. Yeah. Six feet under was fine. But now when these guys are out scouting, I swear they're looking at six, two and above. And if they're not, uh, these, these guys that are good goaltenders, a lot of them, they're getting marked down pretty heavily. It's turning into a really, it's kind of funny because now we have all these giant goaltenders. And then we see a guy like Jared Spurgeon who's having tremendous yeah. success on the back end. And it used to be the other way around. The team you think will wind up with the Stanley Cup? You know, in the West, uh, Colorado has, I thought that Colorado would be good this year, Sid, but they look really good. Uh, I really thought them, Vegas, St. Louis, Nashville, that's kind of the class of the West for me. Uh, there's been some nice surprises this year. Dave Tippett up in Edmonton, what he's done. Well, that team has been remarkable. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks guys, they, they've been much stronger than I thought. They did a nice job this summer in the East. Boy, it's hard. I'm looking at teams like Toronto and Boston that play every year in the first round. 
And it's hard not to conclude, and this is what really bodes well for the wild, is that if you can defend, if you have a strong D, you can win consistently and make it to the playoffs. Uh, Boston, you know, they're a team that's defensive. Toronto, they're a team that's trying to outscore their opposition. One team is really doing fantastic. The other, not so much in Toronto. So uh, when you add it all up, my top teams right now would be probably Boston, Washington from the East, Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis for the West. One of those five teams said will win the Stanley Cup, in my opinion. Last question for you, Brian. When you're Billy Guerin, you, you took over Tampa at a time. He took over this late. What's the most important thing you do to watch and, and maybe react but not overreact to, to when you come into a situation as a GM? I think the quicker that Billy can get dialed in in terms of what he has, um, the better off the franchise will be. And, and you got to anticipate that it'll take some time. It, it shouldn't take, it's not going to take seasons, right? It's not like the wilds weren't a known commodity. Everybody knows right. that they were all about last year and years past. And Billy's been scouting and is totally up to speed. I would imagine that uh, you'll start to see some tinkering and maybe even along the line at some point, a really big trade happened for the wild. If they don't, get back to where certainly where ownership believes they should be, certainly where the fan base believes they should be. And that is a, definitely a playoff team, you know, right now at what, four and seven, um, you know, that's obviously a really tough start, but it's just the first 10, 11 games. You're going to go through seven more segments like this. They're going to have to be on the other side of that, obviously to make the playoffs. I believe that's still the goal. I believe they have a makings of a playoff team. It just needs to come to fruition now. And when you have veteran players, Mike, you got to challenge them. You got to play them and you got to challenge them to take responsibility for the wins and losses. Brian, I'm going to give it to Sid to wrap up, but I just wanted to tell you I had a chance to meet your wife for the first time uh, during last week. And what a very delightful person. And we uh, thanked her for all the times you were able to join us and all that you had to us uh, here on the Sports Huddle. So much appreciated, Sydney. Brian Lawton will get you a murder certificate that are best taken out. Thanks for being on the air and say it is no run in, in town now. He's in town, Sid. He's waiting for your phone call. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got another way for Sid to make money, probably. <laughs> thanks, Brian. Uh, thanks so. Hey, Brian. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mike. Always great to hear your voice, Sid. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.